All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. Hey, hey, everybody, welcome to Dropping the Gloves with John and Tim. Thank you for joining us on a, on a Thursday episode. Very exciting. We took uh, the first few days off. You know, we, we were kind of easing back in from the big Thanksgiving. We're back in full force. Tim, how you doing, my friend? I am good. I am good. How are you doing? Not bad. It's my first episode from my new house. Yeah. I've been doing it from the office. I've been coming to your house, and, and I'm in. Like, this is it. we got some good Wi-Fi connection. It's not like my old dump. Where the Wi-Fi keeps breaking up, so I got uh, some solid connection. The kids are upstairs; they're not sleeping, but they're upstairs, and I'm in my wife's closet, and um, that's where we're doing the podcast for the foreseeable future. Do you have any clothes in there too? Or is it all Danielle? It is ninety percent Danielle. I have a dresser that I get to use because here's what happened: the rooms are small, and there was this was a four bedroom little A frame. And we converted one of the bedrooms, which was going to be the master, into just a big closet because there's no spots to put any of her clothes, you know. And, you know, being a woman, she needs a little bit more clothes. She needs a spot to sit down and just get some time. And so that, this is her little sanctuary. doesn't have a door on it yet, but, you know, you can't, you can't get everything you want. Baby steps, Tim. <laughs> Baby steps. We don't have one door in the whole house. Bathroom? No, no doors in the bathroom. I took them all off to paint them. And it's just hard to paint, you know? I just, I ain't got time for that. So we have not had a door on this house since we moved in. I took them all off. They're sitting at my in-law's house in the basement waiting to be painted. No privacy in that house, huh? I've been walked in on mid-dookie. I just, every time I go in there, it's just like, like, what are you doing, dad? Dropping the old number two. Like, what what else would I be doing in here? Just sit there. Just hang hang a towel over the door or something. I don't have a beach towel just laying around. I'm not going to like, whatever we, we got a spritzer. So when everyone goes number two, they give it a spritz and we move on. Cause there's no fan in the bathroom. Obviously. 
a disaster. And how about we, you know, in, in, in the whole move, the grand scheme, you forget to buy things. We ran out of toilet paper. I was sitting on the toilet. I'm like, what do I do? And the shower's right there. I'm like, I started the shower. Oh, come like, on. And I'm like, okay, we're going to do this. TMI, luckily, luckily, my wife saved me. She's like, I got a roll upstairs, you animal. Like, here you go. <laughs> so, but I was, I was fully committed. I was like, I'm just going to, you know, drop it and just jump in the shower and hope for the best. But <sighs> I didn't have to go down that road. But what would you do, Mr. Perfect? Well, I, uh, I had a new guy in college that took a shower every single time he went number two. And his, that was just his life thing. Every time he went number two somewhere, he took a shower right after. That's a so, pretty, like, that's a big commitment. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big part of your life. I mean, you're showering an extra time a day, every day. Well, did Plus, you ever have a kid at school who, you, like, couldn't go number two at school? He'd always have to go home? I don't think so. I, I had know. a kid like that. I'm like, what's your deal, man? He's like, I have to go home. But I just can't do it at school. Like, you're, we start to show off with this stuff. I don't I don't get it. It's a big yeah. part of my life, I guess. Yeah, he just liked to, to share. Yes. Know? So we left off last episode. We obviously had, we talked about the the Twitter thing and the beef. Has, did anything come of that? Or, or is there a scheduled um, bout, Tim? I don't think anything new came out today. Um, yeah. I sent you that video of, of Logan Paul pretending he doesn't know who these people are. Or never you heard think of the he's sharks. pretending or is that legit? I, I, don't, I don't know. I can't tell. His, his whole thing is a stick. You know what I mean? So I can't tell what's real and what's not. He seems like a real just jerk. Like he yeah. does, like a like a typical like, just a egotistical narcissistic jerk who you just you you know you wouldn't like. That's just the the vibe I get from him. Yep. But anyways, who cares about him? Who cares about Evander Kane? Not me. So at the end of last show, we we talked about should there be a season? Should the NHL forge forward? With the 2020-2021 season, well, gosh, it'll be a 2021-only season. So it'll be just a one-calendar year. Should it happen? You know, I've been wrestling with this idea for the last few weeks. Like, what's the purpose? What's the point? And then you, you kind of go back and forth. And I thought it'd be fun to do an old-fashioned debate. You know, we'll keep it clean. Keep the gloves above the belt, Tim. You know, we're not going to play dirty. And we'll just kind of go point-counterpoint. And we'll see where we go. We'll just have a nice conversation. And uh, we'll, we'll see where it goes. So I, I took the position of, no, there should not be a league next year. A season, excuse me. And Tim is going to take the position of, yes, there should be a season in 2021. And um, after, at the end of the debate, we'll, we'll put a poll up on uh, the Dropping the Gloves Twitter account, which is Dropping the Gloves at hashtag Twitter. And, um, <laughs> you know, we'll get a vote. Is that not? What's the name? What's, that's exactly, uh, no, you, that's exactly it. You're right. Is it? No, it's it's uh, at dropping underscore gloves. Not the. No, too long, too long, too many syllables, too many letters. Dropping underscore gloves. Yep. Give us a follow. Do us a favor. But anyways, I will start us off. So I don't know the the form of a of a really professional debate. I know you're supposed to have like a two minute opening statement. Then you're supposed to give your main argument and you have a rebuttal time of 30 seconds. And this, uh, that's the, the general format. So we're going to try to stick to that as, as best we can, because we, we don't want this to kind of slide into chaos. Like it always does on this show. All right. Anyways, my opening statement. So 
I feel like whenever you try to force something, it, it doesn't end up working. It's like trying to put a round block in a square hole. It's just not working. And this league, they've tried to do this many different ways. And we've seen from other leagues that it's just not working. And especially the way that the NHL is having so-called it's set up the ideas that they're having. It's just a bad idea. So I'm going to present uh, a various amount of ideas why we should not play this league. And there's, there's evidence behind this. There is a strong case for every point that I'm going to present that not only should we not play the league, we should maybe think about not playing the league for the forthcoming years. So this is, this is just my, my stance. I, I hope you listen to my argument with an open mind and, um, you know, judge this fairly, not just as a fan who wants to see hockey because I love hockey more than anybody. But I also love a good argument. Go ahead, Tim. <laughs> you, that your opening statement? You didn't say anything. That's right. I've okay. got to leave him wanting more, Tim. You yeah. got to leave him wanting more. So, if anything, what you said just makes me double down. If the league doesn't play this coming year, I don't think they'll ever recover from it. Or if they do, it'll take a long time. I think there's a lot of things, a lot of plates spinning in the air right now when it comes to the league, especially with the NHL and the NHLPA. If the league doesn't play and the revenue impact that we've seen just from a shortened season, if the league doesn't play this year, it's not going to be like a normal lockout year. We're going to see long-term negative effects in the league. And I think what we've seen from the other leagues, even the NBA right now, the NFL, it can be done. There are risks. It's better to take them than not play at all. And I will be presenting my case why that's the why that's the case. All right. My first argument, I will just rebut exactly what you just said. I feel like if they do play, it will provide long-term financial downfall for this league. They are going through the process now of finally getting their books straight after this last year where they did the play-in, they did the playoffs. They lost a boatload of money. We're talking billions and billions of dollars that were lost. If they go into a season with a full, well, they're obviously not going to do an 82 game, 82 game schedule. Just say they squeeze in 65 games. The prospect of having fans at the games is out the window. The, the chance of having fans in Canada is completely gone. That country is so far off the map when it comes to this lockdown stuff. They're not even letting teams move around. Like it's just insane in Canada right now. So the prospects of having a full season where you have to pay these players with no fans, no concessions, no ticket sales, no nothing. You're not making any money whatsoever. You want to see money loss? You want to see these owners tighten up and, and really pull away from the game and not invest in the NHL? That's what you do. If you want to see the game ruined and the NHL ruined financially, play a season next year because there's no way to come back from playing next year when you lose that much money. They're almost unable to come back some teams this year. That's why you see teams hemorrhaging players. The team can't afford a player. We're going to get rid of them. We, we want to get a salary cap as low as we can. And not only the financial aspect, just the, the playability of the game. You want, you want a team, a league that has parity. It won't happen. These small market teams are not going to be able to play. They're not going to be able to pay their players. So they're going to have to just jettison all their players. They're just going to have to have a bare bones roster of players making minimum wage just, just to ice a team. So you're not going to have teams that are competitive for, I would say, roughly half the league. 
And if that happens, that'll affect the league for years to come. When you see all these teams loading up, is they can they can spend to the cap. The Toronto Maple Leafs, the Montreal Canadiens, the Chicago Blackhawks, the teams that are bigger market teams, they will get all these players. And then two, three, four years down the road, those teams will still be strong. So I, I just see it's just, just a major, major, major problem to have this. Just to force it, we got to have a league. We got we to gotta be seen. We can't, we can't leave because everyone will forget about us. I don't think so. I don't think that's a major issue. I think the smart, prudent thing to do is to take this year off. Don't lose your, your shirt. Come back, figure out what's going on, get the vaccine, have a, have a year, have fans, and then move on. It's a forgotten year. It is what it is. It's happened. It, it, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. Tim, do you, but do you really think that the? I mean, there's no, there's no doubt, there's there's no argument that the league has some serious problems right now, as do the other leagues in sports. And there's not a scenario which they can be as profitable or even maybe profitable at all compared to to years past. You know, like that's that's not the point we're arguing. But if you're trying to make the, the argument that playing, not playing at all, is going to be better financially or for the long term health of the league. It just doesn't make any sense to me, right? Because let, let me touch on that. Not playing at all. You don't have to pay the players. Those salaries are out the window. You don't have to pay workers. Those salaries are out the window. The owners are not having any money come out of their pockets. So right now, if, if the league does start, they're shelling out millions and hundreds of millions of dollars to players, and they're not getting anything back. So A, it hurts the revenue for the owners, and B, it hurts the players' pocketbooks because they're losing that full salary because they're going to have to give back 20, 30, 40% of it. So it's a lose-lose either way. Now, but what about, and again, you know the business of it better than, than I do, but like if they obviously won't have fans, and, and you can do this thing, just like they, they're not going to do a bubble the way they did with the playoffs. I mean, that was just a perfect scenario and it worked really well. And that's not realistic for a full season. And I'm not arguing that. But you can, but, but in first, having the game, there's no fans. You have only essential staff. You keep the, the overhead really low in terms of, like, the production of the game, right? Security, you limit how many people they can bring to the rink, just minimum coaches, team members, whatever. Um, there's no concessions, all that stuff. So, so as far as, like, the COVID value of it, it's, it's, it's trying to keep it as risk-free as possible in the arena and around the arena. But if you think about um, the – the the money that they're making, like the product, and especially with the uh, the playoffs, people still watch that game, and the product on the ice was still incredible, right? Are they not still making a ton of money from the advertisers and stuff? Because because the the numbers if they were solid, like the TV numbers were still there. If anything, they went up because people weren't at the games. Is that not enough to offset some of the losses you're talking about with concessions and parking and things like that? Absolutely not. That's why they lost money for the 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 play-in rounds. And let's just get this straight. There's a difference between a 65-game regular season and a shotgun playoffs where no one's watched hockey in five or six, seven months, and everyone's excited to get the playoffs done. And it's very exciting hockey, and you have the best of the best. Do you think an advertiser is going to be jumping out of his seat, waving $1,000 bills at a team when it's Florida versus Carolina when it's game 10 on the schedule? I don't think so. I think those first 65 regular season games are going to be very good hockey, but I don't think anyone's going to be chomping at the bit to, to throw money at the NHL. What, how, how do you see, um, I mean, you're, you're focusing on the money and revenue and stuff. How do you see whether the leagues will be played or not as it relates to the coronavirus? 
What's your what are your th- what you're thinking there? That's my other that's my other point. I, I w- would you like to present a point for you why the league should play? Yeah, I mean, I look at and I, I'm focusing right now on that on that actual topic. You look at the NFL is playing right now, and yeah, they're having some setbacks. There are some. There have been a couple of cases where games are getting pushed back a week. Right, right now, the um, the Steelers and Ravens are played on Wednesday night, and that got pushed back like three different times. And you got some players testing positive, where they're rescheduling games or having to forfeit or whatever. Um, I think it's unavoidable at this point. And and but overall, the games are being played, and the product is there, and the league's doing well. The teams are doing well. The players are staying relatively healthy, and and they're not really testing at a higher level than anyone else in the world is right now. You know what I mean? Like you could just as likely get it in any other part of your life. The NHL can do the same. Like they can still. You're going to have players test positive. You're going to have games that need to be rescheduled, but you can still have them, right? And and I mean they can they could catch a COVID or coronavirus even if the NHL doesn't play. And when I think about like the, uh, I remember Gerby had some really good points from inside the bubble you know, a few months back, like players want to play, right? Give them the chance to opt out if they don't feel safe, if they don't want to put their family at risk, if they have some pre-existing conditions and themselves, their kids, whatever, give them the chance to bow out gracefully, no, no setbacks. Um, they can each determine the, the risk and responsibility for themselves. But if they want to play and the league wants to play and the owners want it to happen, they should be able to play. That's my, that's my take on that. Yeah, and I agree. I I think you should give them that, you know, ability to play, but you have to just be be realistic. Football is a different monster altogether. They play one game a week. They can plan and prepare the whole week to get that one game in. And we've seen they can't even do that. Like their sole job is to play one game a week, 17 games this year in the NFL season. They did not even do a preseason. Hockey they're talking about a 48 to 65 game schedule. That's a whole nother animal to wrap your head around when you're flying, when you're moving, when you're in hotels, when you're trying to wrap your head around the logistics of all of it. It's very, very, very difficult. Football is played outside. It's an outdoor space. This COVID thing, everyone says it's better outdoors. You don't catch it. Not nearly enough. When you're indoors, when you're in a hockey rink, when you're in a locker room, you're at a higher risk when you're a hockey player, not even to mention the buses, the planes, the hotels, all this stuff. So I just think just the whole logistical footprint of hockey is so much higher than football, so much higher. And, And you can't do a bubble in hockey this year. We saw it in Toronto and Edmonton. The players were promised their families can come in. They'll make it livable. They'll make it, you know, good for the players. It didn't happen. The NHL balked on that idea. A couple of players who lived in Canada had their families come in, but the guys in the States, they couldn't, get, they couldn't get it done because you cannot cross borders. And I think players are weary of doing that bubble idea again just because how the NHL just totally pulled one over on them last year. It's like, fool me once, shame on me, or shame on you, fool me once, twice, shame on me. So I don't see a bubble scenario happening. So how are you going to make this work? Are you really going to t- trust the players for 48, 65 games to just not go out to eat? When you're on the road, just get room service. Someone will slip up. Something will happen, even if it's just this super innocent when they're in an elevator with somebody. And then it's just a, it's just a whole snowball effect. This guy's going to get it. The team will get it. The team they're playing will get it. It's just there's a lot of a lot of, lot of red flags. And when you have that many red flags, you have to just take a step back and you have to be like, okay, is this a good idea? So that, that's, that's my take on that.
2020 has already reshaped how we work and it's almost over. Finally, Ugh, uncle, business across the globe are challenged to be more efficient, which means every hire is critical and Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world, the whole world, with more total visits than any other job sites. According to comscore.indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike the other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay what you need. You can pause at any time. There's no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. That sounds unreal. If you need someone to do a job, just say someone to edit your videos, someone to take care of your social media sites. You want someone who has your best interests at heart, not someone who's going on dates all the time, exposing themselves to people with COVID. I don't know. Just like someone you work with. Indeed.com gets rid of all that stuff. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer is valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Ooh, football is back, and it's in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BlueWire at betonline.ag. That's BlueWire, all one word. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. The holidays are here, everybody. Have you guys made your wish list yet? Have you? Well, guess what? Our sponsor has the number one wished for gift of the year, Manscaped. They are the best grooming company in the world. And they are here to ensure you take care of yourself, especially with their new Manscaped product. Do you have nose hair? Do you have ear hair? I know I do. And it is a problem. My kids constantly go, dad, what's on your ear? What is that thing? Oh, it's just my disgusting ear hair, honey. Don't worry about it. I'll take care of it with some scissors. Oh, I cut my ear off. Has that ever happened to you? Well, guess what? Manscaped has your back. They have the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer. It's waterproof. It has a 9,000 RPM motor. It has a 360-degree rotary dual-system blade. It's insane. You're in luck, fellas, because this year Manscaped has the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, and it makes perfect sense and it makes the perfect gift. Get one for your dad, get one for your brother, get one for your uncle, get one for yourself. Don't have anybody buying you gifts. Wrap it up, put it under the tree, put your name on it, you'll feel special in the morning. Trust me, it works every time. So right now, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code JohnScott20. It's all one word, JohnScott20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use code John Scott 20. What are you waiting for? 
Go whack that ear, hair, and nose hair, fellas. Make Santa proud. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree that there's there's red flags and risks that come with it, but I think it can be manageable if players are smart, if they are invested in having a season. There's, I mean, there's of course there's no bubble, right? You're not no one's no one's saying that's going to be the case, and no one's saying that players aren't going to go in elevators or out to dinner and and meet with friends and family, just like some people are right now. Um, but I think if if there's no more at risk than any other, any other person, right? Except for like you're you're in those contained spaces with players, but like a lot of those guys, if they want to take that risk and, and play hockey, they can do that. And give them that choice. I mean, if you're if you were a player right now, if you were 28 in the league right now, what would you be advocating for? If I'm 28 and I, it, what, what's my salary? You. That's the thing. You at 28. All right. Like, I would want to play just because I'm on a one year deal. That's the thing. There's there's so many different variables for players. If I'm a guy who has a five-year deal, I just signed a fresh five-year deal for five schmill a year. Taylor I don't want to play. I don't want to play if I'm Taylor Hall because I'm taking my $8 million salary. I'm losing 10% right off the top. So I'm losing almost a million right away. So my salary is 70, 7 million. I'm losing another 20% of that for escrow. So I, I'm literally playing this season for $5 million. On top of that, I have to pay state taxes in New York, which are roughly 50% when you make that much money. I'm playing for $2.5 million this year. I'm a $10 million player. What happens if I play this year? I get injured. I'm on a one-year deal. I'm done. And I'm only making $2.5 million this year. If I'm Taylor Hall, I'm saying hard pass. There's way too much of a risk to play this year for me. But isn't he not getting any money at all if he doesn't play? He gets nothing, but he doesn't have that risk of losing it all. If he does play in a regular year, he makes 4 or $5 million and he goes on his way. This year, he makes $2.5, $2 million because he has expenses, you know, and he's walking away and he tears an ACL and he's done. He's not going to get the same money he would have had if, you know, he was healthy. So there's just a lot of risk. And that goes for a lot of guys across the league who, who when you take a step back and you look at it and you do the smart thing, it's like, maybe we shouldn't play. I know we're all tough. We're all hockey players. We want to compete. We want to get out there. But at the end of the day, are we making the right decision to play hockey in 2021? One of the points we made before we went on air is, is that we might start seeing some of the older guys, maybe not even necessarily older guys, but players starting to retire and all this, right? If they're like, hey, I, don't, I just want to wipe my hands with the whole thing. Maybe there's a guy with one foot out the door anyway. Um, do you think we'll start to see like a little bit of a mini exodus of players just saying, you know what, let's just, I'm not going to wait for this smoke to clear. I'm just going to call it now. Well, it's just an unknown. And and I think players don't like unknowns, especially even like training for the season. No one knows when the season's going to start. No one knows where, where you're going to end up playing. Cause I know they have talked about having these mini bubbles where you go in, you play five or six games and you get a week off. You go, you play five or six games and you get four or five days off. Like, where's that going to be? How is my family going to factor into this? And players don't like that. Players like stability. Players like a routine. Players like to know exactly when they're getting up, when the game is, when they have to go home, when they get time off. And to have this kind of schedule where it's just constantly changing and you never know where it's going to go or, or where it's going to end or if the season's going to end tomorrow. Like we had that in uh, football. People thought the, the season was going to end like any day. The same thing with baseball where they had all those early tests where all those teams just got hammered. So it's just there's so many variables and it's just I, – I just don't see it. If I'm a player and I'm 35 – 
and I, and I think I have a couple more years left in me and I'm signed on a one year minimum deal or making low money. I take the year off. Like it's not worth it to me. I have a family. What's the point? You know, I've already established myself. I'm going to go take a year off, get healthy, work out, prepare, do my thing. And I'll come back again the next season. You know, now I want to ask you something you said in the beginning was maybe we should not only play this, this season, 2021, but a couple more to come. What's your, what's your angle there? Well, that's just the worst case scenario. If this thing keeps going and you're going to keep losing money, I I think there comes a time where you have to do bite the bullet and and lose some money, but where is that? And you have to kind of take cues from the other leagues and now everything's shaking itself out. I hope that doesn't happen, but I could see that being an issue. You know, you just never know how this thing's going to end. I I have another point. Um, Minor league teams. They're your main feeder system for the NHL. This isn't a bubble where you can have a a 32-man roster. That's not fair to the players. You can't have guys just sitting around doing nothing forever. What are you going to do for AHL teams? There's four teams in Canada who have their AHL teams in the United States. Are you going to just all of a sudden scramble to get those AHL teams put in Canada? The Canucks, the Oilers, the Flames, they all have teams in the States. Excuse me, three Canadian teams who have their AHL teams in the States. The logistics of that is a nightmare. There's already East Coast teams who have canceled their seasons. They said, we're not playing. I, I don't see that happening in the AHL, but it could potentially happen. If, they're, if you're in a state that's very strict, like California, they don't even like players have contact. Who knows how long that's going to end? That, that's going to go forward. You, you can't play hockey like that. You can't have a team playing in a state that has different rules with the team in another state. It's like you go to Ontario, can't have contact. You go to South Dakota, you can rip, rip each other's heads off, you know? So it, it's just, you can't have different states having different rules and all of a sudden you don't have an AHL team to pick players from. So you have a roster of 40 players. Like where does it, where does the fairness lie in all that? Well, it's a good point about like, I mean, it's probably not r- worth the risk at all financially or otherwise to have the AHL season if we're, if we're going that route, because they're not going to make the money anyway. Right. But the same, this isn't the same amount of money we're talking about with the NHL. What about, ex- what's, what's the card? You carry 25 players on the NHL team? 23. 23. So maybe you just bring it up to 26 and say, those are the guys that there's like a middle ground. There's no AHL season, but add a little bit of a buffer without it feeling like the super heavy roster where the guys over the course of a 62-game season, 45-game season, they will play. You know what I mean? Like, guys are getting called up all the time anyway. So maybe it's just 27 is the number. I don't know. And say, okay, here's, here's what we go with. And then maybe you just draw up some legislation around, like, if you, get, if you have to go, if you get 10 injuries and you have to go beyond that, what's the protocol? And what, and what do you do at that point? And maybe I'm so sure guys – okay, what? What happens to the 28th guy who's the third rounder from 2019 who's not good enough to make the 27 man roster did he just go home and twiddle his thumbs or what what happens to them those those 650 players in the ahl what do they do tim the same thing you just talked about that if they don't have a season at all just go home work out be with your families train you know be be around in case you get a call and maybe just skate in your own get together with buddies unofficially because i'm sure there'll, there'll be rules around saying you can't do that but they'll do it anyway and grab go to the rink and stuff and that's just that's the, that's what they do as if I feel no like that, that would ruin a lot of careers to have them not playing and the NHL playing. That's, I, I think that's a little unfair. It's a very shrewd thing for you to say. Very cutthroat. <laughs> how is it, like it, how does it ruin careers more than, than neither league playing? Because everyone's on the same playing field. No one's playing. So no one's getting better. No one's getting ice time. No one's getting seen more. Whereas if there's 27 guys with an NHL club, those guys are getting seen. They're getting ice time. Who do you think a team is going to sign next year as an unrestricted free agent? 
a guy who's been playing for the last year or a guy who's been sitting on the couch for a year? Yeah. I mean, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But still, but you're still talking about like uh, the 10% of available players, right? So like, there's still like the majority of players will be one just like that 650, those guys that, that just straight up are not playing in the league. So it's not like, it's not like you're in the minority getting squeezed out of this great thing that's happening. Most guys will be in the same exact boat as you and they're going to want to open things back up again. And they're going to have to do it with guys just like you who haven't been skating at professional level in the last year or two. It, it just puts them a little bit further behind. Where well, I, the, I the product will probably will suffer, but yeah, but it's still, you're still, it, most guys will be in the same exact boat. Okay. Most players. Well, do you have any more um, points, Tim, you'd like to present? A lot of the points I made uh, or I prepared were just brought in organically. So I don't have like statements to make. I, I kind of just go back to, I mean, uh, you, you kind of said, look at this objectively and, and I tried to, but also like, people need hockey. I think, I mean, it's going to, it's a long winter people. It's going to be, and especially now looking into like the 2021, it's going to be just calendar year. We know we're not going to see anything the next in 2020, obviously, but I think it goes, I just go back to if, and again, I prepared more from a COVID-19 safety preparedness than the financial aspect of it, but if players want to play and they make that choice to take the risk, they should be able to, if the GMs and league are on board and they can find ways to like, it's not going to be the bubble again. It's not going to be perfect. There's going to be tests. There's going to be positive cases. There's going to be probably players in the headline for doing stupid things and taking risks. But um, it's still, I think the product on the ice will be good. They can do it in a safe way. Be smart about it. Maybe have a short leash. Maybe have um, strict rules. Like, hey, if you get caught, you get one strike and then you're out, right? Or you get um, fined or you get you know penalized in some way. But I think there's a there's too there's too much long term damage that could be done to the league and to the, especially when you not just financially but look at like the the momentum the league has had in the last couple of years with like the young studs they they have coming out that are NHL ready as eighteen nineteen year old kids the social media the way that it's taken off the way that it has the, the I mean people are watching clips on YouTube people are know players names. All of a sudden, the whole country knows like a 19-year-old from Sweden named Elias Pedersen because he's just that good. That it's just – it's so many good things happening for the league right now. And a lot of times, they tend to shoot themselves in the foot as they are with Bettman and this whole NHLPA thing going on, which we, ha- which we haven't even really touched on. But I don't think you need to work harder than you already are to sabotage yourself if there's a chance to get the game going and keep building this momentum. Very good point, Tim. Very well said. I will leave the viewers, listeners with, with a few thoughts. Um, first of all, we've had play stoppages before. We've had lockouts where the season has been half canceled and they picked it up halfway through. We've had lock, lockouts where the season was totally canceled. Every time that happened, everyone said, there's no way they'll, they'll come back. They've lost their fans. They've lost their following. There's no way. If this league doesn't happen the fans will come back. They will. Hockey is, is a marketable sport. Fans are slowly drifting away from football. Baseball doesn't have the same appeal. Basketball is getting a little more popular, but so is hockey. I don't feel like missing a year will affect that. I feel like there's a lot of stuff going on around the world. People are distracted. I don't, I don't think it will affect it that much. I think the support will be back. If anything, it'll bring more attention to hockey. It's like, oh, they took a year off and everyone's chomping at the bit for them to come back. I just think that 
that is the non-issue. I, I think that does not affect their popularity at all. YouTube will still be there. The players will still be practicing. They'll be doing their highlight stuff. The NHL will make up the difference with videos and cool stunts and this and that. Maybe they'll do a game in Banff on whatever, some lake. Anyways, what's the point of playing? They've already – all the fun stuff in hockey they do, the Winter Classic, the All-Star Game, all these neat gimmicky games, those are out the window. You're just going to have – the same things that you had with the bubble they already did. It's a game with no fans, some cool graphics behind them. But instead of it being a super intense five games a day playoff series where every game matters, it's going to be the boring thing where the players aren't going to care. It's going to be game 22, game 41, game six, and it's just going to be boring. It's not going to get the buzz like it was in the playoffs. And it's just going to get, watered down and then the playoffs are going to hit and everyone's going to be burnt out by watching games with no fans and graphics in the background it's like oh my goodness like uncle already like it's not exciting yeah i don't disagree this is not ideal but is it is it better to not play at all is that going to be more exciting wouldn't you rather watch some hockey next year no no that that's that's my point i think this does more harm to the game than actually playing the game where people just get over hockey. It's like, Oh, it's not exciting. And the, I would say the majority of fans who watch hockey are not hardcore fans. Like you're not going to lose those fans. It's the casual ones who enjoy watch hockey in the bubble. Cause it was so intense. They enjoyed that spectacle. If that gets washed away and you're going to lose that fan, is it worth it? You're going to lose a ton of money with the owners. You're going to affect every single small market team, by jettisoning their star players and they have to get to the, get to the floor. That's all they're trying to do. They're not trying to compete. They're just trying to get to the floor because the owner knows he's going to lose his shirt. So it's going to affect the league for years to come just on that point. Only the hockey's going to suffer. There's going to be bad teams pretty much every night playing a juggernaut team. And it's just going to be terrible games left and right. So I don't think it's worth it. If anything, they should just say, Here's the good teams. We're going to do a 10-game round robin, and then we're going to go right to the playoffs. And we're just going to get it over with because there's going to be teams in this season that don't belong to be in the NHL. That's just the, that's just the end of it. And everybody knows it. They're going to sell all their good players because they can't afford to play, pay them. And they're just going to be an AHL squad going out there and just getting their doors beat off every game because they can't compete. And that's, that's the truth of it. So in closing, I would love for there to be hockey. I love hockey just as much as the next guy, but if you look at it, all the points, all the factors that go into it, the financial, the logistics of it, the safety of it, there's no point in doing it. You know, take your losses, kick the can down the road and play in 2022. Well said, John. No, no. You you had some good points tonight. I don't like to say it, but I just think if you're just being prudent and really thoughtful about it, it's like we got to make a hard decision at some point. And I don't think Batman's going to make that decision because he's a very stubborn mule. And once he says something, he wants to go through with it, like putting a team in Arizona who has no business being there, putting a team in other cities who had no business being there just because he wants to be that guy. So there will be a season and they'll lose an incredible amount of money. And you know who that's going to hurt? It's going to hurt the player who gets drafted this year and he's going to sign a contract next year. And he's going to end up losing money for the next five years because the players are going to be saddled with this debt for years and years and years to come. So that's the shame of this whole thing. And it's going to affect guys well past this date. 
I guarantee you they'll still be paying league back in the year 2025, 2026, because they are going to lose hundreds, hundreds of millions and billions of dollars. I, what did you say, Tim, before we were talking? The players were shocked by how much they have to pay back. The league did cook the books, and they're like, wow, it was worse than we thought. Yeah, that was a statement from Bettman earlier today in a press conference basically saying that the the players owe a lot more than they realize once like you said they're, they're doing their their accounting and um it's not looking good it, it's the league it seems to be you know we talked a couple of weeks ago the narrative from the in the media has been the league is going back on their deal and and renegotiating and trying to change the contract they already signed and he said that's not the case that's 100% not true this is not renegotiating it's just looking at facts and all this stuff but it's just I mean, COVID aside, the business side of things is not looking too great right now. Yeah, everybody knows Gary Bettman. He's 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 done this shtick before, where he he's a master businessman. Like he knows how to negotiate. He knows how to work a room, and the room is the media. He knows what he's doing. He knows the players. They need a paycheck. Some guys they've been in the league two years. They didn't get a full paycheck last year, and now they're facing the the prospect of not having a paycheck this year. So he's going to lean on him. He's like, all right, we lost a ton of money. If you guys want to play, you have to give me a little more. He, he knows what he's doing and he's very shrewd about it. And he's very smart about it. So players have to hold their ground. They have to, you know, stand up and say, no, we're not going to do it. We already gave a ton and that's, that's all we're going to give. And we'll see how it goes. You know, Batman's like I said, he's good at what he does, man. The owners keep him around for a reason. He makes them a lot of money, a lot, a lot of money. And he knows how to work the players. He knows how to just pull on those strings that the players really, really care about. So we'll see how it plays out. Hopefully there's a season, but um, I don't know. I really don't know. I think they're forcing it. I really do. But I guess we'll see what the poll says on, uh, on the dropping the gloves, dropping um, underscore gloves.com. Hashtag Twitter. Hashtag Twitter. All right, Tim, my man, I think that went well. Yeah, this is fun. This First is fun. ever dropping the gloves debate. We should do more of these. We should. We should bring on some guests to debate too. Like who? Who are you going to get? <laughs> you know, go toe to toe with like uh, Pete Blackburn. He, he'd you have would, some funny you stuff. The say. Boston guy, obviously. He's the only uh, media member we've had on the show. I'll get so, Jeff Merrick. He's a good Toronto media guy. He's he's smart. He's like a hockey historian. Yeah. But anyways, that was good, Tim. Go get some rest. You look like you need some sleep. I'm gonna go hit the sack. I've been up for, all day working hard. You know me. I don't stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. All right, everybody. I'm glad you uh, tuned in. I hope you enjoyed this very thrilling debate. I loved it. it I absolutely loved it. We will see you guys uh, tomorrow. So uh, have a good one and cheers. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter at dropping underscore gloves for episode highlights, behind the scenes content, sneak peeks, and giveaways. Check out johnscottallstar.com slash shop for merchandise, including T-shirts, hats, hoodies, and so much more. And please, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's so important to helping us grow so we can keep delivering the hockey content and interviews with the players you love. Thanks, and see you next time.